This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hello. Welcome, loyal listeners. As I like to say, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Agency Intelligence, where I'm going to give you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. He's back with you. I'm excited. I got to tell you guys, I've done like, this is my fourth one this week. I normally only do one or two a week at max and I don't ever record on Friday, but for all you loyal listeners, you always love to know it. Today is 11:19, which is a Friday. Uh, the Friday, actually the next Thursday will be, it will be Thanksgiving. And uh, But I make special occasions on Fridays for special people um, like Miss Ashley Napier, or Napier, but we'll say Napier because that's what she said that her name is, and it's her name, so we're going to call her what she wants. But Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here on a Friday. That, 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 <laughs> and I don't know if I told you, loyal listeners, it's it's 10.06. They always, they always like to know that. They hit me on these emails, and it's funny. You know the one that you did on uh, August 9th? You said it was 9 in the morning. God love you if you're the people sending that in, which is great because I love it every time. But I don't necessarily remember that. So, 10.06 anyways. Central Time. That's right. Yes, that's right. Central Standard Time. That's right. <laughs> and probably most people, because I'm so booked out, probably hearing this in 2022, actually. So I don't know that for a fact. It'll be probably right at the end of December, uh, but I know it's not for the next three or four weeks. So uh, if it is 2022, welcome, everybody. 2022. It's still 2021 where we're at. But that is today's time machine, the podcasting and the recording. Ashley, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's go. First question. I already know it, but I got to ask you so the loyal listeners know, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? iPhone, 100%. Uh, 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 100%, yeah. All it's right, because I'm not, iPhone, I'm not smart enough for Droid iPhones. Make it too simple. So That's a good just... idea. That's, that's good reasoning. <laughs> that's good reasoning. Maybe that's why I can't work my phone because I have a Droid and I'm dumb. So that might there be it. Go. I might need to go over. No loyal listeners, right. I'm not. I don't need any of your emails. It's it's we've been dealing with this for eight years. Next one is uh, uh, we always love these questions. It gets uh, lets us get to know who you are and the way that you think. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh goodness, I like uh-huh. the journey. What? I like the journey. You like the journey, so sometimes you like to win, sometimes you like to lose, right? Okay, if I'm being transparent, I like to win. Well, it might as well be transparent. It's only the whole world listening. Uh, so, 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 so you, you like to win. That's you. Yeah. Any specific reason why you'd say that? Um, I just, a sense of accomplishment. I just love that, like checking stuff off and getting things done and setting a goal and reaching it. So I, I like, I don't, I would say that I, um, I can't say that I enjoy losing. That's mm-hmm. not fun, but I do like to win. 
You know, I heard it said one time, and I think I agree with this, that earlier in my career, I hated to lose, right? Because it was all about me and I needed to win like to feed my family. Um, today, I don't have to win to feed my family because I have a larger agency and more staff. Now I love to win because that means they're winning, right? Yeah. And I like when they're winning. So it's like, yeah, I love that more. And it even hurts me more when we lose because I know that that affects them. Um, and sometimes, depending on who you are in my office, it may affect them worse than it affects me. You know, if we lose a big account, that may hurt a producer. That doesn't necessarily hurt me um, like it used to. Believe me, I, I, I can have yeah. empathy with those people. Wow. Man, you ever remember when you were so poor, Ashley, in this industry that like you like thought that you were going to have just enough for next month to pay the bills and then you get like a back charge and you're like, holy shit, I didn't have enough to pay in the first place, let alone now get a back charge. And I mean, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? But we made it, didn't we, Ashley? That's right. You know, there's been one time that still comes across on our reports every single month where there is proof that I owed our agency money. I paid to work here. That was the work. <laughs> that makes sense. You're right. You're right. You're right. So that's all hope for all you out there who maybe just got your commission check and that was like a, a fear of yours. It just keep going. I promise you, keep your head down, keep working, keep being a good person and trying to create relationships and that shit will get bigger than you know what. I promise you. We're not rich and affluent life's pretty good for us because we work really, really hard. No matter how long you've been in here. If you've been in this industry more than five years, you're making a good living. Ashley, back to you. Skill or luck, we believe one of those two things is bigger than the other that got you to where you are. What would you say is one of the two that's best for you? Skill. Skill. If you're not watching YouTube, she kind of like squinted her eyes. was like, skill. Like, what you, come on. Skill, hard work, determination, luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in blessings, but I don't believe ooh, in luck. Ooh, believe in blessings. I like that. That tells me you're a <laughs> spiritual gal. I like that. I am. I like that. Yep. You know, I was uh, one of the things that uh, John C. Maxwell talks about, kind of similar to what you're saying there, is he talks about um, in a world world ruled by law, there is no such thing as coincidence. It goes back to what you're saying in, in, a, in, a, in with your beliefs and, and my beliefs as well and many in America and across the world, it's not luck, it's blessings. I mean, it's being in the right spot at the right time, but was it you that decided that or was that somebody else or some other power? So I think I like that. Yeah. I think I like that. Haven't necessarily heard that one. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I have some people in here, Ashley, that they are adamant that there is no such thing as luck. And then I will have people who will just be like, everything in my life is luck. And so it's just so funny how, how we read this. I'm reading this book called The Nature of, of Human Nature or The Laws of Human Nature right now. And he said something that if you walk into an airplane and there's 180 people on the airplane, there's 180 different universes. We all came from different places with different values and different feelings and different teachings from our parents and, and baggage and all that. And it's important to remember that. I thought that was pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, just got that this yeah, morning when I was walking. Huh. Little, little, little nugget early <laughs> in the day. So Ashley, tell me, take us back. The loyal listeners want to relate to you. Take us back to high school, diapers, whenever you want and bring us forward in about two or three minutes. It tells us who you are. Oh gosh. Two or three minutes. Okay. okay. It could be five. 
Uh, I grew up, I was born in Oklahoma, raised in Kansas, lives in Texas, uh, been in Oklahoma for the past 17 years. We were oil and gas. So we moved around every time we hit ah. a downturn. Um, I was actually a high school dropout. So I'm a, I'm a real great story. Um, high school dropout actually didn't even admit this to people until I got my bachelor's degree. So really, um, yep. I didn't tell people that I stopped. I decided I wanted to work. I thought that working would be better. Um, so I, I went and I was a cashier at a burger slash tanning salon slash gas station and, um, it was a tanning salon, a gas station and a burger joint. That's right. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Only in Oklahoma. Imagine Um, trying to write that risk on insurance. What's their classification? Well, underwriter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to know. No, 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 no. It's just a burger joint. That's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Um, so I then did a bunch of, not a bunch, I did a few different jobs. I landed at a guy that um, I worked for for about eight years. He was an optometrist, and we checked people's eyes who lived in nursing homes. So I drove around the state of Oklahoma. We, I did that for about eight years. And then during that time, I went and I got a bachelor's degree. And then um, I graduated, went into insurance. So people ask me, like, how'd you get into insurance? I said, well, it's the only thing I didn't want to do. I knew I didn't want to do healthcare, and I knew I didn't want to do insurance. And um, yeah, so (laughs) I ended up with a a mentor in college, and he, um, he talked me into giving it a try. And so I did, and I came out. I was PNC licensed and started selling PNC insurance. I didn't know what I was doing. I I remember I wrote a stove, like a wood burning stove shop. And uh, I look back at it now and I think I did it completely wrong. Um, anyway, it. so didn't it. know what I was doing. Um, been in insurance since 2016. Okay. Um, I've been at my agency since 2017. In the last year, I just graduated with a master's degree in organizational leadership. Um, And now I am the chief operating officer of an insurance agency in Oklahoma City. Sweet. So you don't own a... Uh, In between that, I got married, adopted some kids, um, bought a couple houses, bought a couple cars, you know, all that normal stuff. You adopted some kids? Yes, two kids. Wow, fantastic. And how old are they? They are now 12, almost 13 and 15. So we adopted them when they were 8 and 10. 10. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Good for you, Ashley. Going back to your agency, um, so you're a COO. You don't own the agency or anything like that. That's right. You're right. Okay. Just curious. Just wanted to know to be clear on that. And so the, the person who originally hired you, is it? It's not the same place you're at now, right? It's the same place, yeah. Oh, it is the same place. So oh, did you originally work- when I came into insurance? No, I've just yes. been. Yeah, no. Okay, sorry about that. That's confusing on my part. You said a lot there. Um, so, so you, so how did? I mean, you were working somewhere, and the person who found you was like, "Hey, you'd be good in insurance." Is that right? Yeah. No. Okay. So when I was in my, I kind of left out some big gaps. That's okay. Have- that's okay. That's okay. 
I'm just curious about how you got into it. Yeah. So when I was in college, I, uh, when I was getting my bachelor's degree, I took two years off. I was in a program that paired me with a mentor. I had a mentor that when I was looking for somewhere to go, I said, Hey, I know that I want to work with people and I want to be in some sort of sales. And he had managed a call center at a large carrier. And so he said, Hey, just check out, check out insurance. Um, I have this guy I want you to meet. And so he connected me with somebody else. I'm no longer there. He connected me with this guy who talked me into trying out insurance. So I went when I, when I graduated my bachelor's, I went into insurance at a different agency. I was selling small commercial to healthcare only. Oh, wow. And then when I was there, I had met um, through networking. I met the owner of the place that I am now. He recruited me from there. So I left one agency and came to this one because it was a better fit for what I was trying to do. It's the best way to find the best employees. You got to steal them. I hate to say that. And all the agents listening going, yeah, Cass is an ass for thinking that, but Cass is right because it's the truth. I mean... You, you take so much risk when you find somebody because they, they have to like this crazy-ass industry, right? So you can mm-hmm. get the best worker in the world, but they don't like in- insurance. They're not going to stay, and it takes a lot of training. And so by finding somebody else, it's not so much stealing. It's, hey, Ashley likes this, and I know her, and she's good at it, right? It's a tough thing for us agency owners because we're not competitors, but we are, but yet we steal some of their people. But it's it's a tough it's a it's a tough racket. So um so so now you're the COO. Did he hire you in that position? I you think you said he was the owner, right? Yep, he um so, no, he didn't hire me in that position. He hired me as a salesperson. Oh wow. So how did uh, what what's your talents you think that he saw that brought you up to the COO position? Um you know what? I I don't know. I'd have to ask him that, but oh, I would get say out of here, Ashley. You know, pretty good salesperson. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I had a mentor tell me. He said, "Jason, in this industry, we mm-hmm. eat our young." Meaning that if you get a really good salesperson, you take them out of it and they'll usually make them sales manager or some official rather than sometimes keeping our best salespeople where they need to be. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that's wrong or right for you, but we hear this a lot. The best becomes something else. Do you like your CEO position? Oh yeah, I absolutely love it. It was what I was designed to do since where God has put me. So um, it's a hard, hard, tough job. So with sales, I'm not saying sales was easy and I just accomplished it and moved on. Um, but leading people is where I'm supposed to be at this time. Awesome. I can, I can see that in you when you say that. You're very confident with that. And that's awesome. Um, what's one of your favorite things about leading people? Oh, gosh. I know there's a lot, but pick one. Yeah. Um, I think that it is watching people grow just, and that's not even professionally. That's also personally. So coaching and mentorship and watching people set goals and struggle with the obstacles that get in their way, understanding what's on the other side of them, what's on the other side of their goals. I love just coming alongside people and getting in the well with them and watching them grow. I, I really don't know anything. No, else but to that's say it. That's that. it. People, people, people becoming better, right? 
making their life better, Mm -hmm. going home in a good mood. You know, it changes their whole life, their dinner, their conversations, their, their weekends that they have, you know, their hopes, their dreams, being able to finally fulfill and see their retirement actually with a clear vision and knowing that you're helping that. Yeah, I hear you girl. And, 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 and it's great because it gives you fulfillment. I can see that it gives you fulfillment, which is, that's the law of reciprocity, right? You're giving and taking at the same time. You don't even realize it. So good for you, Ashley. Good for you. What has been some of, let me ask you this, going back, you're kind of new to the insurance industry. You're not, I'm not disrespecting you there, but for this question, for this question, I think it sits well for all of us loyal listeners listening. What was it in 2015 that what, why you didn't want to get an insurance? I thought that it was a slimy car salesman type of business. I knew one particular niche within insurance that I, that was sell to your family, sell to your friends. And I don't, I don't, I have learned that I do not want to insure my I'm, family. I not am at the all. same damn way, Ashley. Same mm-hmm. way. They're the worst. My business partner, he, he's completely opposite. So all of his family and everything, and it's not an issue or problem, but I just have never, I don't insure my sisters. I don't insure my mom and dad. I just don't. First of all, also to be fair, I, I've never been personal lines. I've always been commercial. But there was times during personal mm-hmm. lines contests that, and some of my prior agencies that I probably could have used a bit, but I just didn't. And I don't know why. Do you have a specific reason why? It's because when I sit around the table and they talk about insurance being a racket, it just takes my money. You know, they're, they haven't seen the claim side of it. They haven't seen the, the amount of work that we do in order to make it really easy mm-hmm. for them. Um, and, and they want me to have answers about everything immediately an insurance wizard like i i hire people that are than i am and so let me get back to you i don't have the answer i love that. it sorry if you're listening. sorry family if you're listening sorry. but i love the sass coming out in you it's good it's good it's good i like it i like it yeah that's just a weird thing i i don't think there's a lot of agents that are in between a lot of us are i've talked to a lot who are like yeah i don't do my family either and then some are like oh yeah i got all of them And so, and their ideas are, you know, my buddy, he's like, I want them to make sure that they're taken care of. What I've done is my sister, if, if she calls me and she says, Hey, Jason, you want to look at my insurance? I'm like, send it to me. I'll look at it. I have no intention of writing it, but I want to see what she has Mm -hmm. so that I can be like, Hey, Chelsea, you know, you need to have this or Hey, Andra, you know, these are my two sisters. I can say this or my mom. Uh, my mom lives in Arizona now, so now I'm, I kind of I don't even have to tote up the stress. My mom did give me shit about it. She was just like, "I can't believe you don't want to write." I'm like, "Mom, I will. It's just not what I do, you know." And so, so anyways, <laughs> I do I do write mine, and there's a couple of them that I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to answer your question." <laughs> you know what I started doing? Hey, I'm gonna pass you to Jessica. She's gonna take way better care of you than I totally. ever will. Trust totally. Me. If it's a coverage question, give me a phone call. I say it to all my clients. If it's a coverage question, give me a call. But if it's anything else, I mean, billing or anything, you don't want me doing this. And I'll even tell them my staff doesn't want me to do it because I'm going to mess it up. Right. But, but if at any time okay. they don't know something, they're going to let me know, you know, and, uh, and if my staff heard me say that, they'd know I'm lying because now I have like other producers in between me. I'm like, I don't know. Ask him. 
Um, so I, I, you know what happens though, you know, being a COO, you get, you get above all the day to day work. And then when someone comes to you, you'll be, here's what always happens to me. I'll be like, Oh yeah, I can help you with that. This is what you got to do. 10 minutes later, my phone rings is my senior account manager. She's like, why did you tell him to go do that? That's not what we do. And I'm like, (laughs) see, this is an example. This is why I should not be answering that question, you know? And some of my new guys who look up to me, they're like, I can't believe you don't know that. I'm like, you guys just don't understand. Like at at this point in time in your career, I I don't know what the payment plan is for Erie. Right. I don't know. I mean, so, so anyways, it's, uh, that's funny. Kind of went off there for a minute. It's, it can be embarrassing. You just have to have like really strong, um, like confidence to say, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And oops, my bad. I'm sorry. I answered that wrong. I didn't, I, there's a lot floating around in this head and I can't really get out what I need to get out to help. I straight tell them, I sell, I'll tell my clients, I'll say, I'm the agency owner. I'm going to tell you what, right now, you do not want me to answer this question for you. If it has to do with the policy or has to do with coverage, (laughs) it needs to be to me. But besides that, oh, I'm not the guy to ask this. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners like me experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. So anyways, yeah, that's great. Inside the life mm-hmm. of an insurance agency. Um, so uh, what, how, what is the size of your agency? We are, are you talking people or revenue? Uh, people. People. We're about 20 people. Okay. And premium wise, I'll let you keep revenue quiet since it is uh, on the worldwide, but what's your premium? Uh, we don't, um, I, you know, I'm going to tell you our revenue or about four and a half million dollar revenue. Uh, okay. Okay. That dollars. makes sense. That commission makes- dollars. So I no. know that like. People do it differently. We do health insurance, which inflates our numbers quite a bit. Ah. And so that's where it's, we, so we do PNC and health insurance and that's where it gets a little. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you guys do do a lot of health insurance? Yeah. It's about a third of our business. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you, what's the other two thirds? Is it commercial and personal pretty it's, much split or what? Yeah. PNC. Uh, no, we're about 60% commercial and the rest is personal. Okay. 
Sweet, sweet. Wow. Very, very diverse. That's a very strong foundation of a, of any agency is when you're diverse like that. A lot of more procedures and operations and departments sometimes on things. But um, when the times get tough, you know, if you start to lose a lot of health insurance, you got commercial and personal lines and vice versa. So that's good stuff. That's right. Um, you and I talked, uh, well, we didn't talk, but I, when I was on stage in Oklahoma, and loyal listeners, just so you know, that's how Ashley and I uh, met, is I was speaking at the Oklahoma Young Agents um, Conference, and a uh, great little conference, had a great time, and the reason why you stuck out to me was a couple different reasons. Because <laughs> well, I gave you, you hell also, about the title? <laughs> you what? I gave you hell about your book title. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, a lot of people do that, but you were very spoken. You were very outspoken whenever, and I could tell that like, whenever you're on the stage, Ashley, you kind of see the people who are like, like their eyes are glazing over. I don't get a lot of those, but I get a lot of people who are shaking their heads, but a lot of people are doing it just because they're doing it like my wife, right? For for all you loyal listeners and all you new people that are married there, when you're talking to your wife and she's shaking her head, that doesn't mean she's agreeing with you. That means that she's hearing you. Doesn't mean that she's agreeing with you. Now, if if a girl asks a guy and a guy shakes his head, that means yeah, you know. Um, just a little little tidbit out there I've learned after 23 years. But scientific sounds scientific yes and and Ashley I noticed that with your head bobbing and you would also write and you would also give outspoken remarks to it one of the things we were talking about was VAs um mm-hmm. that was one of the things you remember I asked the people I said how many people in here are using VAs by the way I call them I've renamed them VEs virtual employees because that's really what they are they're not assistants they're actual employees yes. um, we don't pay payroll taxes on them but you ask my staff they're employees um, and I think there was you and like one other p- person in this room of 60, 70 people who raised their hand that said they have a VA. And I was expecting more than that. It was a shock to me on the stage. So I was kind of like, yeah, raise your hand if you have a, a VE. I said VA at the time. And I'm like looking at you over there to my left and you have it. And there's a guy back in the right. And I'm like, wow. And what was amazing, if you remember, is after we started having a conversation and talking about it, other people started raising their hand. The, the girls who were farther left than you, there's a, gr- a group of four of them. All of a sudden they start talking, well, yeah, we have a VA. And I'm thinking, wow, a lot of you guys were like, didn't want to raise your hand and admit you had VAs. And I really <laughs> kind of thought, I was like, wow, that's interesting. Every room in every state's different that I speak in. Um, but I know you may or may not remember that. It was a big moment to me, maybe not to you, but how many VAs do you have? We, you know, I don't know because we don't have them dedicated to us. So we have one VA company and I would say we probably work with five to six different ones. So they work as a team? Yes. Okay. So you don't have a dedicated VE for your agency, two or three of them, just to be clear. That's that's correct. As far as I understand. Now, I do have um, people that we work direct with. I think it's their supervisor. But as yes. far as a one that's specific to us, no, I don't believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That There, there are the dedicated and then there's some out there that do a, like a team effort, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I had to turn down the heater. It's getting hot in here. Um it's freezing outside. What, what's the temperature there? Getting excited about that VA talk. Yeah. Yeah. What was What's the temperature there? 
inside my office, it's no, probably in the 80s. Outside. outside of the office, it's it's probably 45 degrees. Yeah, it's see that's pretty that's pretty chill for Oklahoma, right? It yeah, I mean we have all the seasons, so you. but yeah, it's it's pretty chilly. It's chill, chill. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. It's like 25 outside here, and that's it gets 25 here, but not normally in November. That's a January February thing, so. Please go away. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, the VAs, I, I do get excited talking about VEs because the VEs are essential to our business. There's something that I did not see four or five years ago that are absolutely essential. They, they, the average agency owner, loyal listeners, I'm speaking to you, we all assume that, oh, let's get a VA. We can pay them so much less. And really, yeah, you can. Um, hourly rates, you're not paying taxes on them, work comp, all that stuff. But the fact is, is getting somebody from another country because they're, they're, they're cheap labor and then putting them in an agency when they don't know anything, it does two things. Number one, that's not fair to the person and not right. And number two, the agency then says, I listen to cast with these VAs. These VAs don't work. No, the VAs work. I have seven of them in my office and, and they do. And what you can do is you put an American in the middle of it and surround them with VAs and you wouldn't believe the amount of stuff that can get done. And so um, I actually started my own VA company. Actually, loyal listeners, that's the very first time they've ever heard that. I'm being serious, loyal listeners. If I got rid of my VAs, my staff would quit. I mean, my staff would be like, Dude, I'm not doing all that crap that I used to have to do three, four, five years ago, you know? And, and then, but I don't hear that from other agencies. And I'm like, man. And so we figured out, Travis and I did after training seven of them, um, a four year college degree and at least two years minimum inside a call center working with Americans is our requirement. And when you have those two things, you have a very, very, very unbelievable uh, employee. And sometimes you, yeah, you may be paying them $12, $15 an hour, but they're the capability of an American who would be $30 an hour, that high, that college. I mean, we can't be like rude and think, oh, well, that's a Filipino college. The lady that we placed last week, she has a bachelor's in pharmacy or with a major in pharmacy. She was going to be a pharmacist and she can make more working in an insurance agency here than she can as a pharmacy tech there. And it's like, it's like, wow. So you're, I mean, when I talked with her for like 30 minutes, I'm thinking to myself, this person is brilliant. I mean, not just because they're from another country. I would have thought that if they were an American, I'm thinking this person is smart, fabulous English. A lot of them teach English to other countries. What's your feeling as a CEO of an office that uses them? So we have talked about this quite a bit. In fact, behind behind me is uh, a whiteboard with our VEs information on it. We actually have been talking about this quite a bit. And um, there's a few things that I have opinions on about Go ahead, VEs. Please. Love it. Uh, one is that they're necessary. They are necessary because we want to push down some of the lowest level, easiest tasks to our VEs or VAs, because I want our staff that is that we have invested yes. in a lot in to be able to do the high level things that our clients need us to right. be able to do. I don't want our staff to have to 
download renewal documents into the system. Somebody else can do that. I don't want them to have to process evidence of insurance. Somebody else can do that. I do want them processing certificates of insurance for commercial carriers because that is a little bit more complex. Um, um, We want them to be able to send out renewal documents to remind clients that they need to pay. We want payments to come in, but I don't want the service staff that's helping clients decide how much co-insurance they need on a policy or ordinance mm-hmm. in law to be worrying about if somebody's paying, I want them to be able to help the clients take care of the needs that they came to Fantastic, us for. Fantastic, Ashley. I mean, you just boxed it up, wrapped it, sealed it, se- delivered it. It may take a little bit of time because the supply chain's slow and the mail is, but that was delivered well. Ashley, um, what you said is, is really good. And here's the thing about it. It's happening in every other industry. And I'm not just talking about VE specifically. Yes, they're being used in other industries. Medical are using them for billing and all kinds of things that they're they're doing. But think about it in a terms of agriculture. I mean, up until the last 30, 40 years, an American um, doing agricultural work was the, the norm. But now, I mean, the prices that you the 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 um, the jobs that those people can get now that make a lot more money, those jobs are empty. And a lot of migrants do those jobs and they love it and they're good at it. And I see it the same exact way, but yet in the business world, there has been jobs that have been achieved. As you said, most of our CSRs are getting paid anywhere between $25 to $40 an hour to be our senior. Um, and, and, and here's what I also say too. Someone who is smart and well-educated, they're not getting any worth out of their job by doing data entry. That, that's not who they are. I want them to explain. I want them, as you said earlier, to grow. They need to learn to grow and to be better. You don't learn that downloading deck pages. You know, I call them all, where they're also needed is manual automation. I know that sounds fun, funny, but it is. Today, our, our technology does not work with each other, and something's got to get from here to here, and we can't make it automated. We can't make it integrated. So it's like, okay, well, I need someone every day to do this and put it here. Someone making $20, $30 an hour, are you serious right now? Now, I mean, I, I think the cost of living is a little bit less there in Oklahoma, but I'm talking it could be all over the place, especially when you're t- a CSR to an account manager to – to a senior account manager. But I definitely agree. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Um, Marvin, who he runs all my renewals. I write whales. He runs all my renewals. I mean, I will tell you my customers, not my whales, but some of my customers have told me that my agency has improved in customer service in the last two or three years. Well, guess what? I've had Marvin two or three years. And, 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 and you send Jason an email, even though it's a big client, it may take me a little bit time to get back. Boom. Marvin's on it. You know, the other place we use them, Ashley, is, um, is they're very good when we need to call the carrier and find something out. I don't want my salesperson sitting on the phone for 15 minutes trying to get an underwriter on the phone. I don't want my CSR sitting on the phone. So we'll type it out and say, hey, go and find out what classification we need to use. This is what the client is doing. And we need to quote these four companies. Boom. And they go out to those four companies, find the codes we need so that when they do the quote online, they have the information that we would need to get from the carrier rather than going to a manual or calling the underwriter. 
Um, I don't use them very much for that, but I found out some of my team does. And I was kind of like, well, that's fantastic. So our VEs actually call the carrier and the underwriters too, especially billing. Do you, do you, do you guys do that? Do you, some of them know? I would like for them to be able to do that. The current ones that we use, we don't have okay. enough okay. trust in them to There's, do that yet. That's a true yet. word right there. Um, true concern. So, yeah. So we have had them. I've, I actually inherited the VEs when I came into this position over a year ago. And uh, I have watched them in the caliber of work. And I don't, I think that they're appropriate okay. for what they do. Um, I would like, I think to me, there's different levels of VEs. So you said, I've got, I've got a, an algorithm or whatever that they have to have a college degree and they have to have worked in a call center. Well, we, I think that there's mm -hmm. different levels of VEs. I think ours probably haven't worked that and they don't sense. have, and, and they, they have their place. Things. You're right. But there would be VEs that I would absolutely trust. It's not. It's, I don't, to me, it's, it doesn't necessarily matter to me that they are in a different That's country. Right. I need them to be smart. I need them right. to be thinking ahead. And just because they live somewhere else and they haven't, they don't have our culture right. doesn't mean that they can't do that. And so, um, I am, I would be okay with it. We just I haven't agree. found the I right. Agree. And I think a lot of that. people have, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation because it was something we talked about in Oklahoma and I haven't really talked about it on a podcast not so much virtual intelligence actually is the name of our company, but not so much with virtual intelligence. I just wanted it to be heard from another agent that this, there is, I just, I just, just this morning, I had an agency that just absolutely ripped me because somebody that I said that they needed to go to ended up being absolutely terrible. And I mean, I hope also if you're that agent listening, understand everybody has a different situation, right? But I also know that it's the same complaint that I hear a lot of places. And so, yeah, I believe quality VAs, I believe they've been missold. Ashley, as we wrap this up, anything that you kind of want to throw out there and add? I would say that the VAs can only do or VEs can only do as good of a job as we give them instructions for. And so we have really looked at ourselves, our systems, our processes, our workflows to make sure that we're providing them the very mm -hmm. best instructions that we can. And that's the, this is, I will only look for another VA if we know that the problems and the issues don't lie within us. And so I would say if people are looking for VAs, mm -hmm. look, look at multiple places. I actually am looking at a non-traditional insurance where I just yeah. know some smart people in different countries. But no, I'd say go for it, embrace it, because you've got employees that are, they're being paid well. You have high expectations for them. We've got really big growth plans. We will not accomplish those growth plans you without right. the help of virtual assistants. If we do, then our net revenue, our net profit becomes a lot less because we're paying more. So it is a strategic move that we have made to employ VAs so we can grow and we can do Boy, the things that we there. need to do. You're heading there. Ashley, I'm glad that they uh, chose you to take that job. You've got passion for it. You've got desire. And that's awesome. It really is awesome. Hey, last two questions that I'm going to ask you. This one's are a little bit more personal. These are leaders or readers. Readers or leaders. You are a leader, so I know you must be a reader. What are you reading? Goodness. Um, I'm reading Traction. I just 
Ooh, Ooh. look at you. <laughs> That's a good Action. book. Um, I have recently read Never Split the Difference, one of my favorite books. Boom, I just got done with it last week, girlfriend. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. If people haven't read it, they need to go read it. It's the best. Oh my gosh. So good. So freaking good. Oh, I'm a negotiator. I'm going to listen to that book every year. Every year I am going to listen to that book because you know what's so great about it? Not only is this stuff so true and real, he gets so um, practical. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he literally talks and gives you scenarios and this is what you should say and how you should say it. And it was uh, whew, mind blowing on that one. Mind you know, blowing I on that one. For my husband and he listened to it and he decided he was going to go ask a flight attendant for an upgraded seat on a flight. Get and the hell out of here. that guy got us first class for free dude doing it i'm telling you loyal listeners there's he actually gives an example in the book about how a guy get uh, got upgraded by using these negotiating tactics and that's what ashley's talking about with her husband oh my gosh dude it's it's amazing i've used it on my kids already i mean especially (laughs) some of the more complicated ones i really like but like the mirror the mirror is a very very easy one and my son just last night he's trying to he's 16 so he's trying to do his things and rather than me getting emotional and, and saying things, it's just like, so you were at your friends? So, you know, yeah. I mean, and then it's like, well, yeah, we were there, dad, and we were doing this and this, but well, I couldn't get that out of him 10 minutes ago. You know what I mean? That's right. So, so the mirror crazy. is using the last, what, three to three five words, words mm-hmm. three words. And you got to, so and you got to rest for four seconds. That's the hard part because mm-hmm. it's got to be, so you were with your friends? And if they, they're usually going to say something, but if they don't, they, that quiet, they're thinking about it. You know what I mean? They're picturing themselves, which makes them going to say it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. The labeling, labeling is great. Oh my God. The, 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 the email. Okay. So there's this lady, she's on face, she's on LinkedIn and I've been trying to get her to do a podcast with me. She's kind of a big name and I want her to do a podcast. She never replies to me. So I'm like, you know, I haven't called, I haven't reached out to her in like two months. I'm going to do it. So I put in there and I said, so are you just going to give up on letting my <laughs> genius, uh, letting my listeners hear your genius? Boom. It was on Sunday during football. She hits right back. And she was like, no, it just has to do with the fact that we don't believe in doing podcasts. We like to stay to our writing. Okay. You could have said that to me a year and a half ago when, and I won't keep bothering you. You know what I mean? So, uh, loyal listeners, I'm not even going to tell you what that is. You got to go get that. Never split the difference by Chris Voss. Fantastic dude. Fantastic. Ashley, last question. I promise you, you and your boo watching Hulu, spending your time on Amazon prime or getting your kicks on Netflix. What are you and the husband watching besides getting first grade, uh, first class upgrades? Oh, well, we are watching Ted Lasso. Oh boy. God. <laughs> I have not watched that, but every one of my friends is on me to watch it. I, I got it. I got it in the queue, you know? Great life lessons, humor, seriousness, great lines. You have to watch it. So many good lines. My buddies are always spitting them out, you know? And I'm like, guys, I don't know it. Yeah, Ashley, I will. I will truly. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I think we had a great time today. I hope you did. 
I did. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. Loyal listeners, it's been for you because I do what I do for it because I do it for you. This has been Ashley and Appear. She her she, she was a real agent inside a real agency giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. I'm out. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.